Well, that was another lovely music video from Jonathan and Emily Martin, who are from Nashville and will be joining us on Palm Sunday. And I just love that song about how our God is a God of generations who is forever worthy and how young and old will praise this King, this God of generations, and that this is the God that we worship, the one we share with our children and pass on so that his name will be praised from generation to generation. And this is the name of Jesus that we pass along. So let's begin in prayer. Lord God, thank you that you are the God of generations, that you are a God who is forever worthy to be praised, that you've been faithful to us, and that as we walk in this life, Lord, every single day, that you are giving us your mercy, making us new, transforming us, and walking alongside of us so that we can declare that you are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, tonight we are talking about what it means to be formed in Christ as a family or transformed as a family of God and then also transformed in your own family household, whatever that may look like. Um, from 2 Corinthians, I want to point out, there we go. Um, from 2 Corinthians um, 3.18, I've posted two versions of this passage here because I think one is one describes the other one very well. So first it says, And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And so then I posted the NLT version, which I think maybe helps us better understand that passage a little better. And it says, so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. And this is what it means to be transformed or transformed through Christ. It, being transformed means that we are being changed and made new and changed because we see who God is and his faithfulness to us throughout all of time. Um, God is um, seeing who he is and what he has done for us through Jesus Christ. And then we are changed and transformed by that experience of knowing who God is through his Holy Spirit to reflect him more and more in our own lives. Um, this transform, transformation doesn't happen on our own. It's not something we can earn to become good enough to be changed and made new by God, but it's for seeing, by seeing Jesus for who he really is, believing in him, and then allowing him to change us. But what does it mean to be transformed individually as a follower of Jesus and also as a family? Um, thinking as a family, like the family around you here tonight, our local church, or the family of God across um, Christianity, across the world, but then also in our own homes. What would it look like to be transformed as a family, as husbands or wives, mothers, fathers, grandparents, sons, daughters, brothers, and sisters? This is what I want to look at tonight, and hopefully we can come to a place of surrendering ourselves and our families to the Lord and allow his transforming work to take place within us through the Holy Spirit. So I have some photos that I want to share for you. I was on a mission today to find some old 
time Western photos that families have taken. And so have you ever seen photos like this before, where you're walking someplace and they offer, where you get to dress up in old time clothes and have old Western photos taken? Um, this is one that my friend Laurel shared with me and her family. And then um, she had some of her boys and then her and her husband. Um, yeah, it looks pretty cool. And then uh, my friend Julie, she shared some of hers. Um, and the, the idea is that you would go back in time for a little bit and get to experience what it's like to live in that time. Um, maybe even have to stand really, really, really still for a long time while this old camera takes your picture because cameras back then weren't like the cameras we have today where we can just pull out our phone and snap it and somebody may not even know you took their picture. Well, it's probably fun, maybe, to go back in time and think like, oh, I wonder what life was like back then. What would it be like to dress up in old clothes? It makes me think of Little House on the Prairie. Um, I loved watching Little House on the Prairie when I grew up, where they wore dresses and bonnets and hats, and you had to walk or ride horses and carriages around everywhere. You had to hunt and garden for your food. Um, there was no electricity, no running water. The bathroom was a hole in the ground outside. Um, I can't imagine wanting to live in that time period for very long, though. So maybe just a snapshot would be just enough for me, you know, dressed up in old itchy hot clothes. Um, I can't imagine doing that for um, in the heat of the summer. Um, I kind of like the way we get to dress today. I'm glad that I don't have to wear long, heavy dresses and, um, and the hats. Did you see all the hats in the photos? Um, I like my winter hat, but that's about it. Um, clothes were heavy. They were made of itchy cotton or animal skin. Um, I'm I bet ladies are glad they don't have to wear corsets anymore. I'm also glad we have running water and grocery stores and bathrooms and air conditioning. So why would we ever want to go back to that? Um, there are things from my childhood that are coming back in style that I do question sometimes, but um, that's okay. That's for another conversation. But um, we have new clothes <laughs> that are so much more comfortable now. Um, we can wear shorts and tank tops in the summer. Um, that sounds much better than wearing something like this all the time. Well, it makes me reflect on how God clothes us, how God changes us and how we don't want to go back to the way we used to be but be who christ has made us into now through the power of his holy spirit in our colossians reading we heard that it talks about how god clothes us um, through the power of his holy spirit with things like compassion kindness humility gentleness patience bearing with one another forgiveness love peace the word of god gratitude, and we do it all for the glory of God. I'm curious if this sounds like how we would treat one another as a family. Here at the church, in our local church, in the greater family of God, um, and then even in our own families. Maybe sometimes we show some of those things, and maybe sometimes we don't. Um, let's look at the opposite of what these things are, just for some comparison. So compassion the opposite of that would be harshness, kindness versus hatred, humility versus selfishness, patience versus impatience, bearing with one another versus being annoyed or offended. 
Forgiveness versus unforgiving or holding grudges. Peace versus fighting and frustration or gratitude versus having a thankless heart. Which one sounds more like your family or your home? I know there are days when I personally struggle to live out some of these things in my home. Um, maybe even for you too. And I know there are times when I mess up big time as a mom, a daughter, a wife, a sister. And then I think, oh, why do I keep doing this? Why do I want to go back and be that person that I didn't want to be? Um, it reminds me of Paul in Romans 7. It's that really long verse that talks about how I do not understand what I do for I, what I want to do. I do not do, but what I but what I hate, I do, and if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good, and I'll keep going. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but is the sin living in me, for I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Are you keeping up with me? <laughs> Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin in me that does it. It's like, why do I keep doing what I do not want to do? Oh, it's because I need the Holy Spirit every single day and every single moment of my life to help me do these things, to be compassionate and kind. He needs to help me to change my wardrobe, change my mindset, um, whatever I am doing. So if you're looking at me and thinking, man, this list, it's long, and I fit into some of those categories where maybe I don't follow what the Lord wants, just know you're not alone. We all have areas on the, this list where we aren't living out Christ's love, um, but also know that you can't fix it on your own. It comes from the Holy Spirit. It's turning to Jesus Christ, and, and sometimes when I'm in the midst of you know, freaking out for some reason at my kids or at my husband or whatever it may be, I have to pause in that moment and say, okay, Lord, I'm sorry, help me. I need you right now to make me new. Um, we need to allow Jesus Christ to transform us because it is Christ who changes our wardrobe. So let's start with the big picture because in our Colossians reading, it starts by looking at the big picture of the church. So the people who are around you, the family of God. Um, and it's in the family of God that God changes our wardrobe and how we treat one another as well. How we are to be people of mercy, kindness, and humility and everything that we just read. We are to put up with one another no matter what. We are to forgive each other because God forgives us. And this means that this church that's surrounding you tonight is more than just a building that we visit. It's more than a program that we participate in. It's a place of belonging. It's a place of identity. As God's chosen and called people, you are a chosen and called person in the family of God. You are loved by God. And it's not because we're good enough, it's because we believe that God loves us and what God has done for us. So I want you to know that no matter what is happening in your life today, there is a place here right now, and it's no mistake that you're here, right here in the family of God. 
Just take a look around you. The, the people sitting next to you and around you are your family. And this is a place where you belong and have a purpose. As we continue reading in Colossians, it then moves into a picture of the family of God in the smaller setting, which is in your home. And it carries out from what we just read about how God clothes us with all of the good things that he just listed. So those things are to carry over into our homes as well. We are to live out of places of kindness and compassion and humility and mercy. Um, But then it gives even more instructions to wives, husbands, and children. Um, So we're to take everything we just talked about and extend it into this next little bit of scripture where it talks about wives submitting to their husbands. A better word for submit is cooperatively yielding. Um, If you remember in Genesis, husband and wife, um, Adam and Eve, are made equal. Uh, But husbands, you have a greater calling in the family to be a leader in the family. And wives, you're to work cooperatively with your husbands in the family. Um, Husbands, you are called to love your wives as Christ loved the church. And how did Christ love the church? By sacrificing himself on the cross for us. It's that self-sacrificial love that guides your family. And then you're also called to encourage your children, uplift them, and stir them on with love. And then children, what are we to do? We're to live into that love by obeying our parents. So I'm curious, what would it look like for you personally in your own homes to live out God's love in your own family as a son, as a daughter, as a husband, a wife, mother, grandmother, father, grandfather, brother, or sister. I know I've shared before that when I was a kid, maybe around you boys' age right up front here, um, my faith in Jesus Christ came alive when my family decided to go to Okaboji Lutheran Bible Camp. And it was that summer that I saw my parents' faith come alive and believe that Jesus Christ was real. Sorry, I have a cold still, just a moment. And it was that summer that I saw my parents' faith come alive. And when we went home, we got plugged more into church. And I started going to youth group. And we started having small group. And my faith um, grew just as much as my parents did. And then every year when we would go back to Okaboji with our church family, because we had a church family that would go with us, our faith would grow stronger and stronger and stronger. It was through my parents' faith being passed on to me, that then I'm able to pass on that faith to the next generation, which is my children, and I hope that they too will pass that on to the next generation and keep the name and praise of Jesus Christ going. So I have something specific for each of us tonight. (coughs) So for you youth that are here, if you're a child or part of our EPIC program, what would it look like for you to clothe yourself with the Holy Spirit in your own home. Regardless of what's happening with your parents or your siblings or your friends, what would it look like to clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness and goodness and humility and gentleness in your home? (coughs) Tonight, you're going to get the chance in your youth group to look at one area that you want to surrender to God and ask the Holy Spirit to help you transform. Maybe it's with patience when things don't go your way, 
and you can't play your games when you want to. Or maybe it's kindness when your siblings are bothering you or being unkind to you. Or humility, um, putting somebody else first in your family over yourself, giving them a turn to do something, maybe when you wanted that turn. For parents in the room, I was reading some studies recently by Barna, a research group, that discussed how the majority of U.S. parents want their children to grow up and have a strong faith and meaningful relationships with peers um, because they've seen how, how after children leave the home, they are more likely to leave their faith, and that's a growing number in our country. And so parents want them to have a strong faith and meaningful friendships to help them when they're young so that they will have long-term faith um, in the future. <clears throat> so parents, one of the best ways that you can help your ch children to grow in faith in your home is to clothe yourselves with Christ in the home and create a vibrant faith in the home. Oh my goodness, sorry. <coughs> I got hit with a cold like two days ago and it's been bad, so. So, um, Greg Finke says that how you live your life is how you disciple your child. And so, I want to encourage you today to look at the list from the Colossians and look at areas of your daily life with your children that maybe you need to surrender to the Holy Spirit. Again, is it patience with your children? Kindness with how you discipline? Is it finding ways to cover yourself in God's word so that you can share it with your children? Grandparents, maybe you're an empty nester or you live alone. I know of many grandparents who think a lot about the faith of their children and a lot about the faith of their grandchildren. And as I said, for parents, one of the best ways you can imitate Christ for them is by being the light of Christ to them and clothing yourselves in Christ and lovingly, lovingly pointing them to Christ. And if you don't have a family at home, then look around the church here. The church here is your family. The local church is the family of God, and it's a place that offers support to you and encouragement for the entire family unit. Um, both those that are full of people and those who are on their own. So this is a family here. And so my question for us as the church is, how can we be better at loving one another the way Christ loved us? Are there areas of our own interactions with one another that we need to surrender to the Holy Spirit? As we've gone through the sermon tonight, if you find if you found yourself identifying ways that you want to surrender your old, old ways of life and put on the new wardrobe of Christ, then I want to remind you also of our reading from 1 John chapter 2 this evening. John goes through each uh, members of the family, the children, the mothers, the fathers, the young and old, and he says, you are forgiven because of Jesus. So if you are feeling guilty, unsure of yourself, not good enough, I want you to know that the God from the beginning of time knows you and loves you and is in you. He's the one who makes us strong and fights for us, and he is the one who makes us new. So sur to surrender, surrender to him. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you that it is you who is worthy, you who 
clothes us with kindness and compassion and goodness and humility. That this is not something we have to fight to do on our own every single day, Lord. I pray that you would help us to be the light to those around us in our homes and even here in our church, Lord, that we would love one another like you love us. Transform us, Lord. Transform our families. Transform us and our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.